Hello and welcome to the Stadium Sports Show. I'm your host, Robert Jeffrey, with co-host Sean Beanie. And we've got an action-packed show for you today. It's going to be exclusively about baseball. Now, before we go into Major League Baseball and catch up on all the spring training happenings ahead of the season starting this Thursday, March 30th, just want to give a recap for everybody who's been watching the NCAA tournament. Now, we're recording this on Sunday, March 26th, and up to this point, we have seen UConn, and we've also seen Florida Atlantic punch their tickets into the Final Four. It's the first time for FAU to make the Final Four as they're making a phenomenal tournament run. Actually, all of the tournament games they've won this year are among the first in school history. Sean, we've had a really exciting time with basketball. It's the first time ever in the history of the NCAA tournament since its realignment that no number one seeds have made the Elite Eight. It's been great, if you're asking me. But nonetheless, we got two games capping off tonight, so we'll find out if Creighton or San Diego State will make it, along with Miami and Texas. But we'll save that for our final four and national championship special that'll be out later this week we'll expect to see that coming up as the tournament's final days are approaching but nonetheless sean as one season ends another begins so let's turn our attention to major league baseball sean Spring training has seen a bunch of different rule changes, a lot of adaptations by players. We even had the World Baseball Classic. We got to see Japan and the United States have a phenomenal game. And ultimately, Shohei Otani of Japan showed the world that he is indeed, at this point in time, the best player in baseball. Sean, with that being all said, what have been some of your takeaways before we get into our major segments here? Yeah, I mean, like I, like you said, we're going to uh, recap a uh, what's been a very exciting Sweet 16 and Elite Eight round, probably on Friday that'll be coming out um, ahead of the Final Four. Um, but we needed to record this today because we got baseball starting up this week. Uh, Thursday, we have opening day. Um, some good games going on that day. Uh, we got the Texas Rangers facing, I think the, the opening day game is the Texas Rangers against the Phillies, I believe. Is that correct? It's going to be a great game, Sean. Yep. It's going to be a phenomenal game. I'm really excited to see that. You're going to get Corey Seager, and you got a couple uh, newcomers to the Phillies. Some might have said that, you know, Trey Turner was probably the, the best player uh, or arguably could have been the best player in baseball now that he's with the Phillies. But you know what? Shohei Otani had a great World Baseball Classic, but that's going to be a fun one. Trey Turner, Corey Seager, opening day, nothing better than that. Nope, it's going to be great, and I, I think we have a lot to look forward to this season with all the new rule changes. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot to watch for. A lot of uh, It'll be interesting to see how a lot of different um, styles of play change um, and who benefits and who may struggle a little bit as, as some of these new uh, changes uh, take place, but let's uh, let's dive right in there and talk about who we see as the uh, the potential um, potential candidates for uh, for 
playoff for the uh, for the playoffs for World Series and then teams to watch out for and uh, some teams that uh, that might be a little bit easier to to get a victory over. So uh, let's just go right down the uh, let's go right down the list here and uh, starting in the American League. I gotta tell you, Sean, it's always funny, and this is just how we all everybody does sports. This is kind of what's become as one season ends. Uh, everybody wants to know who's going to be that champion, who's going to be that divisional winner. So I think it's appropriate that we're diving on in this way. Um, I've got my little tour of the American League already. If if you want me to kind of kick things off, yeah, yeah, go right ahead. Perfect. So coming out of the American League East. So actually, actually, let me oh. let me start off and, and say okay. here. Let let's let's make this a little bit of a competition. Okay. So let, we're each going to pick just just to preface this on the podcast. We're each going to pick division winners, uh, and our play who's going to make the playoffs and our World Series picks. All right, that's what we have planned. Whoever gets most of those right. The other person has to buy that person a six pack of their beer of their choice and hand deliver it to them. Okay, I'm good with that. Got a virtual shake on that? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. that. There it is. Put it this way: I have no intention of driving down to Norwich to drop off a six pack of beer to you. So, uh, so you know how confident I am in this. Um, I'm sure you're very confident. All right. Do you want to go division by division? For the yeah, AL we'll go division by division. Yeah, let's All go right. division by division. Let's start out with the American League East. So in the American League East, it who else but the New York Yankees? They're going to be a little struggling out of the gate because they've got Montas, uh, Rodon. Um, I, I'm forgetting the other individual who's currently out on the on the DL at this moment to start the season. But you know, Clark Schmidt's going to be in good good shape. Um, we've also got Garrett Cole to start the year. That's really all you got, um, all you really need in that case. But there's been a lot of excitement around Anthony Volpe. I think he's going to be on the spring train, uh, excuse me, the, Amer- the uh, major league roster uh, after spring training. So he's going to be on that uh, major league roster. And I'm just really excited. They're coming into a very good place. DJ LeMayu is in really good shape. Um, overall, the Yankees haven't really changed that much. Um, they improve their starting pitching, which we'll probably see after the first 60 days or so of the season. Um, but it's going to be a really good time to be a New York Yankees fan. So I've got them winning that divisional crown. Um, you could probably get a couple of, of you know, competitive uh, games from the Rays. But ultimately, you look at somebody like uh, the Orioles, they're not going to be in it. You look like the Boston Red Sox, they're a little bit of ways. Um, you know, they, 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 uh, they don't really have anything too exciting. They basically got, you know, Justin Turner, um, but they all had a major loss and Raphael Devers going to the San Diego Padres. So um, ultimately the only other question mark, I guess, is maybe the blue Jays, but I think there may be one or two, two years still out and they haven't really improved their pitching. So um, with that, I'm going to go with the Yankees in the AL East. Yeah, I think you're spot on with your analysis of the Yankees. I think they're definitely going to struggle a little bit in April and May. Um, some of those injuries they've had to Rodon. Um, Nestor Cortez has been a little banged up. Obviously, Frankie Montas has been hurt. and He has not been the player that they were expecting him to be going into this season. 
uh, well, going basically going into the season and going and just being upon getting traded overall. Um, he's been a bit of a disappointment. So I think their pitching staff is a little bit under question right now. Um, I think their um the roster is in pretty good shape, especially with the signing of Aaron Judge. That was big for them. And um I, I there are some questions, people have some concerns about uh the shortstop position, but like you said, Anthony Volpe is going to be starting out in the minor leagues, which I think is a good decision because it's much easier to have to start somebody out slowly uh, a little and, and bring them up a little bit possibly later than they probably could have, as opposed to having them start too soon in the majors and then have to demote him. Then you run into, you know, he's already starting off on a bad foot on the, you know, very brutal and hostile New York um, media market. And and he already kind of hurts his confidence and kind of shakes up the 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 dynamics a little bit of that clubhouse. So I think that's a very good decision by the Yankees. They hold him back a little bit, but I think that shortstop position will shake itself out. Uh, so I expect the Yankees going into probably middle of the season being only maybe I would say maybe only five, 10 games above 500. But I think they're going to be really strong in the second half of the year. Um I do think that they will squeak out the division win. Um, so I'm going to go with the Yankees as well. However, I do think the Blue Jays are scary. Um, the Blue Jays, they're going to have a very strong team. They were a little bit of a disappointment last year. So I think they're flying a little bit under the radar. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think this is the Yankees division to lose right now. Um, no other team really, I, do I really think has much of a chance. Um, I mean, we know the the Orioles are still a couple of years away. I don't think this is going to be a Tampa Bay Rays team that is going to be as competitive as in years past. And the Red Sox, they're just, I, 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 I think they're going to, to really struggle this year. And, and they put themselves in a deep, deep hole this offseason. Um, but right now, Fangraphs has the Yankees projected at, at 92 and 70. I think that's pretty accurate. And I think that's going to be very backloaded their wins um, in the second half of the year. So I'm going to go with the Yankees in the East as well. So let's move on to the Central now. AL Central, always an interesting division. AL Central is going to be really interesting, Sean. I mean, you look at it, um, you've got the White Sox who've made some strides in recent years. You've got Cleveland, they're always solid. And then you've, you're, you've always got a kind of a toss-up with Minnesota. Um, for me, at least, um, I'm thinking it's going to either come down to um, Chicago. Cleveland had a great, great year last year. And they're always it doesn't matter who's on the team. They're always very well managed. Terry Francona has been a constant. He's been a mainstay there with the organization. Um, and you look at just how well they played in the playoffs. They took the Yankees to um, the max number of games there um, before the, the, the LCS. But um, that's, the, that's the, seems to be the number one question is who's going to be coming out of the central. Is it going to be the white Sox? Is it going to be, um, the, 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 the guardians, I guess they're not the Indians anymore. I might've already said that, but, uh, 
if you're asking me, I'm thinking the Cleveland Guardians are going to be the, the the mainstay there. They're going to sit atop the division. It's going to be close. That one's going to be probably between three different teams, um, but I'll take the Guardians uh, over the White Sox, Yankees, Tigers, and Royals. Cleveland, this is for you. It's interesting. Uh, the one I was waiting for you to talk about the Twins because a lot of people are forgetting about the Twins re-signing Carlos Correa. Now, I know the Twins struggled down the stretch last year, um, and but, you know, they did show some good signs of potential. And now with Correa coming back seemingly on the long term, you have to think they might be in the mix as well. Um, but, you know, the Twins always seem to find a way to not win. <laughs> it, it's, you know, they started out the season so strong last year, and they've done this in the past where they're right there at the top of the division, and then they just falter. Um, so I am going to as well go with the Guardians. They made a huge signing with Josh Bell, um, good at grabbing him in the offseason, who was, you know, kind of on the downward trajectory of his, his year, but he bring, of his career, but he brings a lot of experience, and he still offers a lot of power. We saw him do very well with the Padres after the trade last year. Actually hit better than Juan Soto uh, after that trade, which is interesting. So I think the Guardians, they're a young team. They got a great pitching staff. Shane Bieber is still great. Um, Emmanuel Classe, just, you know, as a young guy, keeps getting better and better. Um, and then you got Tristan McKenzie, who uh, who really had a breakout year last year, and I think he's going to continue to build on that. So I am definitely going with the Guardians. Fangraphs has them projected at 84 wins. I think they're going to get more. Cause I think I think they might touch closer to the 90 wins this year. I'm um, thinking you're probably right with that. You know, that's that's right. I'm surprised you're missing about Jose Ramirez. He's he's the leader of that team. Uh, yeah, but he, you know, yeah, I mean, but I I think that they're going to be carried by. They're going to be carried by that pitching pitching staff, and I think that 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 um, in, in, that um, inclusion of Josh Bell brings that added experience that's going to be very very valuable to them. Jose Ramirez had a great year last year. I just don't know if he's going to be able to duplicate that again. Um, so we, I mean, I, you know, he's obviously an incredible player to have, and he's going to add a lot of wins and a lot of value to that team, but. Uh, I think the the bigger pieces of that puzzle are that young, growing, developing pitching staff and the addition of veteran leadership with Josh Bell. So I'm going with the Guardians as well. So let's head out west. Right now we uh, we're matching our picks. So out west, it's really interesting. Um, th there's been a lot of movement, but also at the same time, there hasn't been. Um, you look at somebody like the Houston Astros, um, they were able to gain Jose Abreu in the offseason, but you've also got the detractor of Justin Verlander departing and going to the New York Mets. Um, but you also look at somebody like Texas, who's who's been trying to grow. They've been trying to get some free agents down there. They got Corey Seager a couple of years ago, and you're tying that in with their latest offseason addition with Jacob deGrom. Um, ultimately, Oakland and L.A., uh, the Angels, they pretty much stayed pat. They didn't really make any major moves. Um, but Seattle's becoming a more dominant force in that division. What does all this say? Really what it's going to come down to is 
The Houston Astros have been a mainstay in that division. I don't see it changing. The Mariners are coming, but they're probably, again, two years off. Julio Rodriguez is uh, serious. He, he's he's coming, um, and it's very likely he is going to be the face of baseball here probably within the next five years, if not sooner. Um, ultimately, the way I've got that division going, I've got Houston on top. Seattle's going to make a wild card run. You've got Texas in third. They're going to have a solid, really solid year, I think. you got a bunch of people healthy. If DeGrom can pitch well and he can pitch in a lot of games – you may see Texas actually compete for a wild card spot. Um, but at this point, I don't see them really anywhere near uh, the playoffs. Um, with all that being said, I think Los Angeles, despite the fact they probably have the number one and number two players in the league right now between Otani and Trout, they're not going to do much because they've got a pitching staff that is beyond disrepair. They don't have a bullpen. Um, and then they got, you know, a whole bunch of inflated contracts. Example in part is uh, Anthony Rendon. Um, he's just taking up space. But ultimately, I've got uh, going back to it. I got Houston on top in that division. Um, so back over to you, Sean. Well, this is where we're going to start to differ. The, the Houston Astros have been the, the mainstay, and they have held that division firmly for several years now. But they lost their Cy Young award-winning pitcher, and possibly, arguably, in my opinion, he was a, a, an MVP-caliber pitcher last year um, in Justin Verlander. Who oh, 100%. He's a like 100%. I'm not discrediting that at all. Like, he's a big part of that team. But you look at the game now, it's been more offensive in recent years. And I'm going to take the offense with Abreu coming on. But back back to you. Yeah, no, but I, I think that that this is where the Astros start to uh, regress a little bit. Um, I don't think they're going to be quite as dominant. I, I think that they have a solid chance to win the division and they're, they're obviously going to be betting favorites to win the division, but I am going to go with the Seattle Mariners. I love watching Julio Rodriguez. He is a phenomenal young talent. And I think that he is primed to excel in this new era of the, with the rule changes and the new way that the game is going to be played. He was, he's the first player um, I believe, oh, you know, I saw this, but I believe he's the first player since Alex Rodriguez, I want to no, since Barry Bonds, I believe, who was a, who's, um, stole 25 bases and hit 25 home runs in his rookie season. Um, I think he was the first player since I believe Barry Bonds, I read to do that. And we, we know that these rule changes, the bigger bases, the pitch clock, though, that's going to. Um, that, that's going to increase stolen base attempts. And I think it's going to increase stolen base successes. And Julio Rodriguez has an extremely high baseball IQ. Everybody I've heard from in major league baseball says that Julio Rodriguez is just, he just has a special mind for the game. He's not somebody who I see having a sophomore slump. He is going to do, very, very well under the new baseball rules. I think that he could, he's a dark horse candidate for the MVP, in my opinion. 
Um, and the, the Mariners have built a lot of talent around him, a lot of young talent um, with a great young catcher in Cal Raleigh, who I think is going to keep getting better and better this year. A, a, a first baseman, Ty France, who um, hit very well last year. Um, he uh, hit 272 with a 342 on base percentage in a very down offensive year. Um, the the Mariners added Colton Wong, um, and then they've all they've they've got JP Crawford at shortstop, who is going entering the year on the injured list, but had a great year last year. Um, I just I see them. Oh, and then you got Jared Kalenic, who is another young talent who had a little bit of a struggle at times last year, but I could see him finding his footing again this year. So I think that the Mariners really could make a push and win that division. So my, 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 my bet to win that division is the Mariners. I think they're going to overtake uh, the Astros. Cause they really made the Astros. They, they gave the Astros a run for their money last year. So th- th- I, I think this is the year that they, they take it. Listen, it's going to be it's going to be exciting to watch. I think the AL West is very much um, top heavy, if it makes sense. There's either you got Houston or you're going to have the Mariners. I could certainly see a situation um, where the where Seattle it ultimately takes that top spot, but it's going to be either either one of those two teams. I think we're pretty much in agreement that either one of those two teams are going to win the division. I think anything else um, is going to be a surprise. Um, I think it's a little bit different than what we see uh, in the National League for 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 that same division. But yeah, I mean, uh, if the if the A's win more than sixty games, I'll be shocked. Oh, I totally agree with you. And, and I the, think if the, the, the A's might the A's are on the level of I mean they're they're on the level of that like forty win Mets team. I mean that they're they're going to be bad. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be yeah, tough for them. It's going to be another tough year in Oakland. Um, possibly one of the last ones before they move to to Vegas. Um, and you know, the angels just always seem to find a way to screw it up, even though they have two of the greatest players in our, two of the greatest athletes in our generation. And they, they always find a way to miss out the playoffs. Um, so then, and the Rangers, you know, they, they brewed up a little excitement with adding DeGrom, but that's granted given DeGrom stays healthy, which we all know is, you know, it's always a, that's always a big one. It is likely. So yeah, so I, I think uh, it's going to be either the Mariners and the Astros, and uh, we have different picks there. Um, so we got the three division winners, and there's uh, there's three wild cards up for grabs. So who snags those wild cards? Uh, I'll just give them to you quick, and then we can head yeah. on over to the National League. Um, if you're if you're asking me, I'm thinking we're going to have um, the Blue Jays, um, the Mariners. And the final one that's probably going to end up sneaking in is probably going to be Tampa. I think you're going to see three teams again from the American League East. I think you're going to have, you know, uh, you're just going to have Toronto, Tampa, and uh, and the Mariners for me since I got Houston winning the division. I'm going to go with with Blue Jays. Uh, I think you're spot on there. I think they're going to give the Yankees a run for their money and uh, fall up very short, but, but snag that top wild card spot um, by they're going to they're going to have that top wild card spot locked up pretty soon, pretty early, I believe. Um, then I, I think the Astros, the Astros are going to have that. Well, Astros might have the first wild card spot, but the Astros are going to be my uh, my other pick for the wild card. Um 
you know, there's no way they're missing the playoffs. They might not win the division, but there's no shot they're going to miss the playoffs. So Astros, my second pick. And then I'm actually going to go with the Angels. I think this is the year that the Angels finally figure it out and sneak into the playoffs. Do I think that they have a very good season? No, I think it's going to be a right down to the wire. They they find a way to sneak in, but I just don't see, I don't see the Rays having that Rays type team this year. I, I they, they just can't do this year in and year out. They, the, it's, they just don't have a sustainable strategy to be able to do that. So I, I think there's gotta be some years that, that they, that they, it, it does, it's not successful for them. And I think you see, you saw in the World Baseball Classic, Trout and Otani are in the top of their game. I think the Angels front office is finally starting to commit to the team and and start realizing how to better build around those talents. So I think this is the year that it finally comes together to some extent for the Angels and they sneak into the playoffs and Mike Trout gets, Mike Trout, the greatest player of our generation, gets his fourth at-bat in the playoffs. <laughs> his fourth at-bat. I love it. I love it. All right. So we'll move on. We'll take note of those, and we'll keep you posted on who ends up winning. But we've got seven months before that happens. Um, moving over to the National League, let's start in the Central, because, uh, frankly, I think the East and the West uh, are probably more discussion-based. Mixing it up a little bit. Start yeah, let's go to, I'm going to go straight to the Central. So this one, I keep going. I keep going back and forth between either the Cardinals or it's going to be Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been solid. They haven't made the the postseason. Um, they haven't made the splashes as much in recent years. But the Cardinals, I give them a lot of credit. They picked up Jordan Montgomery last year. That's a big pickup for them from their pitching staff. Um, and they also were able to bring on Wilson Contreras. Um, it's going to be Adam Wainwright's last season. Um, I'm, I'm between those two teams at this point. I think Milwaukee is built better from a bullpen standpoint They they can, they can go longer in, in the bullpen. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to go against Paul Goldschmidt. I'm not going to go against Nolan Arenado. And I think the biggest pickup for them is they got Wilson Contreras from the Cubs. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Cardinals on this one. Um, Cardinals are going to be at, are going to win that division. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think I really think it's going to be close between them and the Brewers. But um, with Goldschmidt and Aaron and uh, Nolan Arenado, I think that's a one-two punch. That's going to be a winner in that division. Not a bad pick. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle here, and I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs. The, the Cubs have made some interesting moves lately. Um, you, I, they, they picked up Dansby Swanson in the offseason, who was – there was a very, uh, a, a very hot market for, for shortstops this year, as we all know, in the free agent market. And I think Dansby Swanson flew, on, uh, flew under the radar a little bit. Oh, um, he 100% did. He flew right under the radar. There was yeah, a lot I mean, of teams that missed out. Had, that's nothing to knock – I mean, Trey Turner obviously was is one of the best players in baseball and ran rightly deserving of being the most talked about free agent. Also, you know, Xander Bogarts, you had you had a lot of free agents in the, in the shortstop market, Carlos Correa. So 
but somebody had to fly under the radar, and that was Dansby Swanson. And and I don't think it's because of his lack of talent, but I think it's his the lack of the 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 lack of media hype that he brings around him. Uh, he's you know he's not a real flashy guy, and so I I think that there just wasn't as much attention paid to him. But he's just as good as the rest of them, and he was on a, a very very successful Braves team that you know really that he was really at the core of of their their World Series win, um, and their successes last year. I the Cubs also snagged Jamison Tyone from the Yankees. Um, they have Seiya Suzuki, who had a very good rookie season last year. I think that he's going to be even better as he gets a little bit more acclimated to um, American the, the American League, American Professional League, um, as opposed to Japanese in, in Japan. They also added Trey Mancini halfway through last year, as you know. Um, so he's going to be coming. Um, he's, he's going to be a little bit more comfortable with that organization coming into the season. Now, um, Patrick wisdom was a very, very hyped up rookie who struggled a little bit at third base last year. Um, but you know, maybe getting that one, one season under his belt is going to help him out a lot. He only hit 209 with a 294 uh, on base percentage last year, but you know, there's something to be said for just getting that year of experience. And with somebody that has that much hype around him and that has that much talent, uh, I don't see him continuing to perform to that low level. So that I, I think the Cubs are going to really surprise some people this year and snag that division. It's not a strong division. There, there's a lot of talk about the Cardinals, but the Cardinals lost a lot last year. And, and not just on field play, but they lost a lot of clubhouse leadership. They lost Yachty. They lost Albert. Um, you know, Wainwright's going to be starting the year on the, the IL. It's, I just don't see, I just, I just don't see that team exceeding expectations in the way that they did last year. And, and I think the Cubs are a nice young upstart team that could really challenge them. Um, so my, my pick's the Cubs, um, but I think the Brewers, you're right, they're going to be right there. So I think it's going to be a, a, a tough battle at the top, but I think the Cubs are going to uh, going to emerge victorious in the Central. I am shocked you picked the Cubs because I've kind of labeled them as uh, they, 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 they're they trying to build something. They picked up Dansby Swanson, but um, – I've almost labeled them as kind of irrelevant since uh, they've, they've lost a lot of their veteran leadership from their world series run uh, seven. It's going to be seven years ago at this point, but um, we will be moving on over into the national league West. I want to say the national league East for last, Um, but in the West I've got San Diego coming out on top. Um, I don't think there's too much to say there. They've added a ton of talent within the last 12 months. Uh, Juan Soto's going to be healthy. They just restructured Machado's contract, and he's going to be there forever. You Darvish picked great for the J- Japanese team in the World Baseball Classic. Um, they they brought over Xander Bogarts from uh, the Red Sox. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know what more you could want. Um, Nothing. I don't no, you, got... that that team you can't ask for any more from that team I mean they have put themselves in every position possible to to win as a lot of games 
And so anything I have from that team, anything less than just absolute dominance is a disappointment. It's it's going to be between them and the Dodgers. It's really those two teams. Um, I mean, I, if you told me today that the Dodgers would win the division, I wouldn't be shocked. But if you told me today that, you know, the Giants are going to win the division, I'd be like, eh, you might want to think about that again. But uh, I think it's a two-horse race. It's between the Dodgers and the Padres. I think this year is the Padres' year when they actually take a hold of that divisional crown. You know, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I, I think the Dodgers didn't do too much in this offseason. They were surprisingly quiet. They, they didn't really make a run at any big free agent names. Um, and Clayton Kershaw, we got to be honest with ourselves. He's not Clayton Kershaw anymore. I mean, he's on, he's, he's toward the end of it. He's getting toward the end of his career. He's constantly hurt. He's, he's not the dominant pitcher he used to be, you know, going into the season last year, we thought they were going to have Trevor Bauer. We thought they were going to have, um, Dustin May. They didn't. Um, they, I, I just, and they, and they lost Justin Turner. They lost Justin Turner to, to the Red Sox. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I think this is the year the Padres, it comes together for the Padres. I think the Dodgers have a more of a long-term plan. I think that they, um, we're a little bit more passive this off season in prep for the next two or three or four years to make big moves. So I don't think they're really set on this year. I think they're very much okay with settling for second place this year. Um, so I'm also going to go with the Padres. I, I just, I can't see how a team with that much talent and that, how, how much money and just that th th they have infused into that roster is incredible. Um, that, that front office has been absolutely just relentless on the, on the free agent market, on the trade market. Um, so I, I, I think, I think it's, it's got, it, it didn't really pan out for them all the way last year. Uh, you know, yeah, they made it to the AL, the NL championship series, but I think this year they, they, but the regular season wasn't as good as they were hoping. Uh, and I think this year it really pans out and I, the, uh, the Padres are going to win the West. Well, Sean, we've come to the final spot in our tour around the league. And this one is probably the most exciting. But we're going to leave you a little bit on the edge of your seat here. It's a little bit of a of what they call, I guess, in the media business, a little bit of a teaser. So we'll be back covering the National League East. We're going to take a little bit of a break here, develop our thoughts, and we'll be back here on the Stadium Sports Show. Stay tuned. we got a lot of thinking to do on this one. I'll leave you with that cliffhanger. <laughs> All right, Sean, we are back here on the Stadium Sports Show just discussing who is going to be each of the divisional winners, and we've got one more division left to talk about. This brings us to the National League East, in which the Phillies, who was a member of that division, went to the World Series this past season, and the year before, the Braves went to the World Series, and won the championship. So, Sean, I'll turn over to you. Who wins this division? 
Well, this is the best division in baseball by far. No question. No Last question. Year, there was some question that, that the West, that the NL West was just as good, if not better, than the East. But this year, there's no question. You had Trey Turner move over to the um, the Phillies from the Dodgers, and I don't know how much of the World Baseball Classic you watched, but he was absolutely out of this world. He's on fire, absolutely on fire. I mean, Trey Turner. Trey Turner hit five home runs in the World Baseball Classic. He's not known to be a power hitter, but he has developed into a more power hitter um, in of of late. Um, and and then, did you see that his first at bat come back in spring training from the the World Baseball Classic? He hit a home run in spring oh. training. The man's dialed in. I mean, he if that's an indication of how the Philly season is going to go. Uh, that's, that's something, but, um, the, the Phillies did take a, a big blow this past week, um, with the loss of Reese Hoskins, their first baseman. Um, if you saw, he, uh, he did tear his ACL, um, while, um, trying to field a, um, a pop fly, um, in the spring training game against the Yankees on friday it's always those non it's always those non-contact injuries that that usually spell demise they're, they're worse than the contact injuries oh yes you no. know it's it's just because you're not expecting it you can't prepare for it um and uh it's gonna be sad that's a it's a major loss to their team yeah, no, I, I that is a major loss i think they do find a way they you know i've, I've heard they may move um um, Boehm over the first base, um, possibly bring Nick Castellanos uh, into play, one of the corners, which he has in the past. Um, but, you know, Dave Dombrowski, uh, the uh, president of baseball operations for the Phillies, has a lot of experience. I mean, he's been around the game for 20 plus, almost 30 years in, in the front office. So he'll find a way to figure it out. He's, you know, developed some some great teams from the ground up. Um, he'll fill that role pretty quickly. I think I have, I have complete faith in that. Uh, it is a big loss though, because Reese Hoskins is, it was a very good player, had a great season last year and he was a good leader in the club. Also, it's going to be a loss. Um, but I think they'll find a way around that. They also have a great young rookie starting pitcher coming up with Andrew Painter. I know he had been nursing some injuries in spring training. Um, but if they can get him up to the major leagues and playing at a high level, that will be huge for them. Um, so I, I ultimately think that I was a little bit more confident with this before Friday, but I still think that the Phillies will take that division. And that is, that is very much influenced by the Mets loss of Edwin Diaz, which was just absolutely tragic. Um, you know, I hope they still played Timmy trumpets at the, uh, the conclusion of all the Mets games, but, um, you know, ultimately that that's going to really hurt the Mets. Um, and, uh, that, that, you know, that, that might be the difference, not having that shut down guy at the end of the games. I mean, we haven't seen a reliever as dominant as Edwin Diaz since, since the, the peak Mariano Rivera days. So that's going to hurt the Mets. Um, and I, I think the Braves loss of Dansby Swanson is going to affect them as well. So where I think don't think the Phillies got the Phillies got marginally better with the, 
with the addition of Trey Turner and then subsequent loss of Reese Hoskins, the the other two best teams in the division did not did not improve. Um, and so ultimately, I think the Phillies do come out on top. Um, and then, but the, the the Mets and Braves are still going to be scary, and I don't think that I I would be shocked if either of them won. Um, the only thing that would shock me is is if the Nationals actually win more than like a handful of games this year. Um, you know, all due respect to the Nationals, I like the Nationals, and shout out to my boy Josiah Gray, uh, former uh, Lemoyne uh, Lemoyne classmate, uh, class of uh, he's well, he was class of twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, but um, no, he was a class of twenty nineteen, but. Good try there. Was he? He was a year behind us. He was a year behind us. Yep. Oh, he he left our year because then he went to the draft year. Correct. He got drafted by the by the Reds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because he was drafted by the Reds. Yep. Yeah, I mean he's he's been great, but you know there's, I mean he can't make up for the absolute garbage that the Nationals are are fielding, um, and then you know he, the Marlins. They got Jazz Chisholm, but they'll probably end up trading him for some prospect anyway. So, you know, those other two teams are irrelevant. It's going to be one of the three Phillies, Mets, Braves. I'm going with the Phillies, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked with with any of the other teams. So really what it comes down to is, um, and I think you kind of put it pretty well, is the Phillies have made a lot of additions. You know, Trey Turner adding that onto their, you know, World Series roster essentially was, it is significant. Um with Reese Hopkins going, uh, Hoskins, excuse me, going down, um, I think they'll probably be able to pick up a first baseman. That market seems to be pretty flooded, and they'll probably get somebody in the trade market midseason. Um, I think what you really have to look at is pitching, and specifically in that division, um, you look at the Mets. For me, I felt very comfortable picking them as my choice to win the division. Um, however, with trade turners, Ascension as an offensive player gives me cause to pause, especially what he did in the World Baseball Classic. He's pretty much been identified as somebody who is going to um, lead the league in, in, in probably a lot of major offensive categories. You look at the Phillies, he's probably going to be driving in a ton of RBIs. The Phillies are going to have the addition of Bryce Harper probably sometime midseason. You're going to see that you know, within the June, July timeframe, even though he's not going to be out there on the field, you only really need him as a designated hitter anyways. Um, but between Turner, uh, Kyle Schwarber, um, and a handful of others, it, 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 it's pretty significant. Now, the, where the one thing the Mets have that I don't think the, the Braves and the Phillies have is pitching. I'm going back to that point. Um, they've got Scherzer. They've got Verlander as the top of their rotation. Um, Verlander, admittedly, is going to be a huge loss, as we kind of talked about already um, from the Houston Astros. But the biggest thing that I'm excited about is, is Scherzer kind of reinvigorated himself, I want to say, last year. We all knew that he was a great pitcher. You know, he had a, he had a really good time. In the with the Nationals, he won a World Series there. Kind of cooled off with the Dodgers, but in New York, he's kind of found a new groove. Um, but you know, rounding out their rotation, 
we don't know what we're going to get from Carlos Carrasco. Um, they've got Adam Adovino, which is pretty uh, significant for them. Um, they've got David Robertson actually out of their bullpen. Um, and then adding Kodai Senga as well at starting rotation. Um, I think they're probably the best rotation in baseball as of right now. Um, but that loss, and I don't think how, how, how much people can state it, Sean, is that loss of Edwin Diaz was huge. I don't think they have anybody or could get anybody that can shut people down in the late innings. Um, and that's that's kind of what the Mets need to be able to do. I'm not worried about their their pitching staff from the starters. I'm I'm not really too worried about their offense. They're gonna find ways to score runs. It's what do you do when you get to the end of the game? And this is just how the Mets have pretty much been with the anomaly they had back in 2015 when they went to the World Series. They've always choked when it counts. And I feel pretty confident saying that. Um, the Mets have always kind of choked. Edwin Diaz was a guy who could prevent you from choking. Um, he, he would he would help do the Heimlich, if you will. Um, but ultimately... You've got to go with the Phillies right now. They're going to be the winner of that division. The Braves are going to make the playoffs. The Mets are going to make the playoffs. The Phillies are going to win the division um, pretty much because they're either healthy or are going to get healthy as the season goes on. Um, Edwin Diaz isn't coming through the door. Is Reese Hoskins, is he going to come through midseason? No, he's he's done for the year. But Bryce Harper's coming back. And he was probably the best player in the world what he after what he did this past postseason. Um, now it's definitely Otani, and you can probably make the argument for Trout. But I look back at what Bryce did this past season – He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna come back. He's not gonna be missing any steps. And by the time that team needs to either compete for the divisional title or you know get ready for the playoffs, Bryce is gonna be back and he's not gonna miss a step. So I they're, they're I not putting him on the 60-day DL to start the season. He's gonna be back. So he, that, he's going to be back. Yeah, I mean, so they're saying that he's progressing faster than than they planned. I mean, they're they're not they, they don't want to handcuff themselves to having him out for the first 60 days of the season, which is great news for him. Um, so we could see him back sooner rather than later. Yeah. But it, it is unfortunate what you say about the Mets. And ultimately I think uh, Timmy Trumpets is going to be playing uh, taps more than he's playing Narcos for them. So, so we got to round it out. Let's round it out with the, uh, with the wild card winners before we move on to our next topic. Who do you yeah, have yeah. for you? Yeah, so my three wildcard picks, Mets, Braves, that's, that goes without saying. Uh, and then I'm going to go with the, with the Dodgers. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I can see the Cardinals making a push for it potentially against, you know, the Braves or the Mets. Um, but I, I think it's, it's going to be three of those four teams. Um, but it, in my opinion, I, it's pretty solidly Mets, Braves, and Dodgers. Well, you took my three picks in no, no specific order. It's Mets, Braves, Dodgers. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what it is. It's it's, it's going to be those six teams heading into the playoffs, and 
You know what's really sad? And this is, I think this is just, again, a testament to how good the National League is. Is it wouldn't be unsurprising if we saw, um, I don't know what the World Series odds are right now for, for somebody who's won the World Series, but it wouldn't be surprising if, let's say, the Dodgers came in as a wild card and advanced the World Series. Oh, absolutely. We see that year in and year out. You know, I I wouldn't be – I mean, the Phillies did it last year, but the fact of the matter is you could tell me the Braves are going to World Series. I'll be like, yeah, I could probably see that. The difference with the Phillies is that they weren't playing like a wild card team for the last two months of the year. They were playing like a division winner the past two months of the year. That's true. That's uh, true. They and, were only a wild I'll, card team because they played like crap the first two months of the season and then fired Joe Girardi. And then they got the old Thompson and uh, and he turned that team around real freaking quick. Um, yep. So just to recap, we have uh, your, your my picks in the American League. We had the Yankees, Guardians, Mariners, and then the Blue Jays, Astros. And let's say what is Blue Jays, Astros, and uh, Angels in um, making the playoffs. You had the Yankees, Guardians, Astros, Blue Jays, Mariners, and Rays having the wild card those last three. Then in the National League, I had the Phillies, Cubs, Padres with the Mets, Braves, and Dodgers with the wild card. And you have the Phillies, Cardinals, Padres with the um, Mets, Phillies. Oh, I'm sorry, with the Mets, um, Braves, and Dodgers in the wild card. So pretty similar, um, but uh, but a few interesting ones in there, especially in the AL West and um, and the two uh, and the and the NL Central. So now I'm going to hit you with some quick hits here. MVP in the American League. Uh, comes to your mind. Uh, first person that come to my mind the way he is playing right now, and I don't think in baseball it's indicative that they don't have to be the best team. I think it's Otani. Cy Young. Uh, Carlos Rodon. Breakout player. Uh, I think the breakout player this year. I think you're gonna see. Um, Gosh, it's gonna be so tough. That's tough. Um, because there's a lot of a lot of people that could be really, really good. I think you're gonna see Joey Gallo this year. Um, I get I guess you can kind of Joey call him a breakout. Gallo. I guess you can call him a breakout player, but I think he's gonna kind of revive his career this year with all the rule changes. I think that's gonna help him. And being on the twins, he the expectation of him to do anything massive, I think it's gonna be him. You know, I uh, I read a funny thing about Joey Gallo. That uh, a uh, interesting stat is that he has the least ground amount of grounded into double plays for over a career um, for qualified hitters in baseball history. And really? <laughs> there was a comment on it uh, that said you actually have to make contact to ground into a double play. That's true. Um, I don't know if I if I uh, if I'm with you though on that Joey Gallo pick. Um, well, but- no, it's it's that's a. Th- Again, I could see where we're going to have somebody like from the Yankees as well. I mean, there's a lot of positivity around Volpe. I think he's probably an easy one to go to. But you also got somebody like Harrison Bader who's, who could really make their name out there. Um, but I, 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 I've always liked Joey Gallo, and I think I'm going to run with him as, as kind of that. He's going to resurrect his career this year. Yeah, ultimately, I I, I got to say that um, 
Masataki Yoshida on the, on the Red Sox, he had a great World Baseball Classic, hit over 400 in the World Baseball Classic. He brings a lot of um, just a, a, just a, a different skill set um, to, to baseball. And, you know, it's, it's always fun to see how those Japanese players translate to the MLB. And I think he's going to be very good. We saw how talented the, the Japanese league is this year in the World Baseball Classic. Um, and I think uh, Yoshida is really going to stand out this year. I like what I saw from him. Um, so I think he's he's a dark horse candidate for breakout player. Uh, MVP, I think you got a good pick there with Otani. I mean, you can't you can't take too much away from a guy that can both pitch and hit at a high level. But I got to go with Julio Rodriguez. Um, I think he's I mean, just from what I saw last year, I don't see him um, regressing at all. And then if he can stay healthy. My, my Cy Young pick is DeGrom. Um, I, I, I think that he, you know, he's been on the, on the fringe of a, of a big season, you know, year in and year out, but you know, he always gets unlucky with those, those injuries. And if he's able to stay healthy, knock on wood, I think he takes that Cy Young. Um, All right. Well, flipping the leagues, who do you got for national league? For the national league, national league. I, I don't know how you can't go with Trey Turner right now for MVP. I mean, the way he's been playing lately and, and the, the team he's going to have around him, the, the, he, has, he has so much uh, power and support around him that they're not going to be able to pitch around him. Um, and he's just such a dynamic player and has just so much talent around him that I, I, I just see him absolutely thriving with the Phillies. And you can see it already. Um, he's, he's thriving. So Turner's my MVP pick. Um, Cy Young. What do you got for Cy Young? Cy Young, I... I I don't. I, I see Verlander still still kicking. Um, I mean, he just keeps getting better with age, and and does, he doesn't show any signs of regressing. And then finally, who do you have for that breakout player this year? Oof. That that that's a tough one. There's a lot of really good candidates for this one. Um, but I, I think on the Cubs, Seiya Suzuki. Um, I'm sticking with the uh, with the Japanese trend. Um, I see him doing really well. Um, I like what I saw from him. So I, I think that that if the Cubs do really well, I think he's going to be right at the core of that success on the Cubs. No, I think I think you've got pretty solid picks there. Um, if you're asking me for MVP. Right now, you've probably got to go with Trey Turner. I really like that pick. Um, for Cy Young, I'm actually going to differ from you. I think as much as I like Ju uh, Justin Verlander, I think the real M MVP this year, excuse me, the real Cy Young Award winner this year for at least the National League is going to be Max Scherzer. He, he was the number one in that rotation. He was always going to give you a win. And I think that's going to be the same thing this year. So he's definitely going to be that that Cy Young Award winner um, in the National League. And then breakout player. I, I don't think this is going to be probably nearly as – so. I think this is going to be a, a, a big change. You're going to see a big shift in baseball. Um and when I say breakout player, this guy's already established. I just think we're going to be talking about him more uh, than we probably have. Um, he he started his, his career out in the American League, 
was really popular there, um, played third base for the Orioles. But I think Manny Machado is going to be that real breakout stud. He's going to compete for the MVP this year. It's it's going to be one, two between him and Turner. I think Turner just makes a bigger difference on the Phillies. Um, you know, San Diego has been craving a winner. They've been they've been really craving to get back to the World Series. They haven't had that chance since Tony Gwynn. Um, so I have him as my breakout player. I know he's already established, but he, he he's going to be a difference maker out there in San Diego. You know, I do like your pick for Cy Young. I did think about uh, Scherzer as well. And it, what the interesting thing about him and Verlander is that they are both older pitchers. I mean, they're in their late 30s to 40. Um, and there is, there's an interesting article that I encourage uh, you and then all the listeners to go read from um, put out by Michael Salfino of 538 that really just talked about how uh, p- pitchers, even uh, pitchers and pitchers who have had um, – Tommy John surgery, there's not a history of them really regressing the way we think that they will. Um, the, there's, there's always a stigma around aging pitchers that they're going to, you know, not be nearly as good. The, or if you have Tommy John surgery, you know, you're going to be half the pitcher you, you're used to. And that might have been true, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But with the way that, that, that the procedure has developed and evolved, Pitchers are coming back better than ever after Tommy John surgery. And, you know, with better conditioning and better strength training, these pitchers are being able to pitch at a high level later and later into their career. So don't be surprised if Verlander and Scherzer are just as good, if not better, this year as they were last year or the year before. It's a great point, Sean. Now, we've talked about all the difference makers from a player standpoint. We've gotten all the, uh, the postseason and regular season kind of awards done. Um, we've got the divisional winners. Who's going to make the playoffs? Who makes the World Series? We don't need your winner yet. Just tell us who goes to the series this year. Who goes to the series? Mm-hmm. It's going to be Phillies and Astros. Again, it's going to be a repeat. It's interesting because you didn't pick the, the Astros to win the division, so that's interesting. No, but, um, but, but nobody coaches in the playoffs the way Dusty Baker does. Nobody's got I, experience. And 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 nobody has excelled in the way in, in the playoffs of the way the Astros have. They just have this kind of knack in the playoffs that no other team does. We saw them blow through the playoffs last year. And Dusty has got more baseball knowledge than all other managers combined. It's incredible. That's um, true. I, I see that I, I over a long 162 game season, I see the Mariners doing better, but in a short playoff type atmosphere, I think the, the Astros are going to excel. Um, so I'm going with Phillies and Astros and I can't give you my pick right now. Um, I just don't know. I think, and that's fine. I think, I think no picks is, is very acceptable um, this early. Um, I think right now for me, I've got the Yankees coming out, the coming out of the American league. Um, I, I just feel that, that their pitching rotation is significantly better than what it was last season, and that's the difference. They're going to have a lot of people starting on the DL. I get that, but I, I think that's the, the best way to really surmise it is they're going to get healthier later in the season. Um, so I got the Yankees coming out of the American League. Um, and as for the National League, 
I'm between like three teams right now. It could either be the Mets, the Phillies, or San Diego. Um, I, I think San Diego would be fun to watch in the World Series. Um, I'm probably going to go with San Diego for right now. Um, the Phillies and Mets are going to be there. I just think it's going to be San Diego's turn to represent the National League. So I've got San Diego versus the Yankees um, to, to in, in, the, in the World Series. But now, Sean, we like we like we like hot takes, right? We like hot takes. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of change in baseball, a lot of change in baseball this year. Um, we've seen it in spring training. What is one bold take from you about this upcoming season? We will see multiple players steal more than 50 bases. Ooh, I like that. Can you put a number on it? You say multiple. Are you talking two? You talking three, four? I'm going with three. At least two. At least two. But I'm going to stick with three. Okay. We've seen a huge increase in stolen bases in spring training. And the especially with the discomfort pitchers and batters are going to be around the pitch clock especially early in the season, um, we're going to see an increase in stolen bases. We're going to see an increase in offense in general with more players getting on base. Um, and with the bigger bases, they're going to, it's going to be easier to actually steal a base, to actually be safe at the base. Um, so we are going to see a big increase in stolen bases. We're going to have more than 50. We're going to have several players for the first time in a while um, steal more than 50 bases. I'll turn it back to you. See, that's a... That's a really good take. And I actually agree with you. I think I think that's going to happen this year. Um, now, here's a very hot take. I think we are going to see... So, 11, 11 players last year hit over 300 um, for the season. I think with the change in shift, with the larger bases... I think that gives a little bit of an advantage at least because we've seen a lot of these very close plays um, at first base. Um, a lot of these close plays um, where it's like a bang, bang play. We, we usually have to go to review, whatever the case is. Uh, and I think that plays a favor to the offensive player just because the way the shift is going to be going away, it's going to be difficult for a fielder to get to the ball. Not, only will that help the hitter, but what will also help the runner is the shift as well. Um, you're going to be able to get get a ball through a gap much cleaner than we have seen in the past. Um, I've said it. I've looked like a little bit of an idiot at times, but I'll say it again. We will have somebody hit 400 this year. Wow. That's big. Oh, hot, 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 hot. You look at it and you look at the postseason, and I know the postseason is just a small microcosm of, you know, everything, but Alex Bregman's been very interesting to me. Um, you look at him, he's able to get, make a lot of contact and he'll, he will try to find gaps. He's not a, he, he's the prototypical line drive hitter that everybody wants everyone to be. Ever since you were in Little League, everyone wants you to hit line drives. 
Now he'll hit line drives and he'll hit sinking line drives that'll make it through the infield. With the shift, it, it was just essentially an easy ground ball, um, and, and he would get it over. Did you know? Throw him out at first base, but I'm not saying him specifically is going to hit 400. But people that play his way, it could be like a Jeff McNeil, it could be a, a Jose Altuve, it even it could be like a DJ LeMahieu type player. Heck, it could probably be Julio Rodriguez. Um, he he's very prone to making good contact on the ball. But I'm saying this year we're going to see somebody hit 400. Well, we will see about that. It's going to be exciting. Baseball is back, and it is great. But now we got some college basketball to go watch. Yes, we do. We uh, big games. We got some big games, and we we right now we have Creighton and San Diego State going on, and we're we're going to have Texas and Miami going on later tonight. We will be back later in the week to recap these games and discuss the Final Four and national championship. Um, yeah, we got a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, uh, thanks, Rob. This is a good one. Uh, and thanks to all you listeners. This has been the Stadium Sports Show with Robert Jeffrey and Sean Beanie. As always, we'll try to do better the next time. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you for tuning in. We gone.